Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Yes, You're a Writer. As always, I'm Ariel, and with me, as always, is author Joe Whittemore. Hi, Joe. Hey, Ariel. All right, so Season 2, I think the uh, the overall theme is revision and submission, is that right? That's correct. So this season we'll be talking about, because by this point, I'm hoping that you guys have finished working on your manuscripts, and so we'll be talking about how to revise that we're going to start. We're going to talk big picture revisions, we're going to talk chapter revisions, and we're going to talk about an even more breakdown of that, and then we're going to follow that up with talking about um, the submission process. So um, creating a synopsis, creating a query letter, how you should go about getting your work out there to agents and editors. Very cool. So this episode, where are we going to kick things off? Um, we're actually going to start talking about, of course, um, the big picture revision, because okay. that's, um, if you do traditional publishing, that's actually how they, they tend to do it, is you're, you'll send your manuscript into your editor, your editor will read it and look at the big picture, and then get back with you with an edit letter that says, here are some areas that need to be fixed. You'll fix those areas, then you'll send the manuscript back to your editor, and the editor will say, okay, and they'll pass it, if they agree, you know, if they think it's great, mm-hmm. which they will because you're brilliant. Um, after they look at it, they'll pass it along to copy editing, and copy editing will review it, and they'll go through, and then that's when they'll go through the line by line and find little things like okay. fact, they'll do fact checking. So it's like, are you sure this is a real thing? Or they'll they'll check for repetition of words, or they'll check for to make make sense. You know, make make certain that a, a particular scene makes sense. That was Got a really it, hard yeah. sentence for me to say. <laughs> and then after that, after you've done those copy edits, then they come back to you. They they can potentially come back to you a second a second time. The copy editors can and ask you to brush up a few more things that changed since you made any changes. And then finally, you'll do, it's weird, it's called first pass pages, but they're actually the last pass. Yeah, is that supposed to be because like it's the first pass of the final I guess. thing? Is that what they I are? don't know, but they're, they're called first pass pages. And so basically, it's the pages with the font and with the spacing and everything of how the manuscript will actually look once it's become a book. Uh-huh. And they'll have you review that one last time to make sure that everything is consistent and there haven't been any, any little, cause sometimes any, even editors and even copy editors can miss if you do a, if you do a change and there's a consistency error, mm-hmm. sometimes they can miss little sentences. Like for instance, if you changed a minor character's name because you have something that sounds too similar to the main character okay, and you miss one instance where you forgot to change the name, they might miss that as well. And so that's why it's important to do those first pass pages so you can go back through and catch all that last stuff. You, and some people find them very daunting, the first pass pages, I view it as one last opportunity to make your work awesome. So if you find little fixes in your first pass pages, consider that a win because you've saved yourself the trouble of having to uh, publish a book, come out and go, ah, I wish I had noticed that mistake. Because mm-hmm. that's the worst when you actually do catch a mistake after publishing. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So we're going to start off by talking about the big picture revision. And so when you're doing big picture revision, um, what I want you to do, what I want you to do, I'm so bossy. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. What you should do, what I'd like you to do is as you're reading through, big picture is basically you're going to be looking for certain things. You're going to be looking for a consistency in voice throughout the entire story. You're going to be looking for growth in character throughout the entire story. You're going to be looking for development of the world that you've created. And you're also going to be looking for advancement of the storyline. So those are the big picture items. At that point, at this point, you're not focusing on spelling mistakes. You're not focusing on punctuation or word repetition, things like okay. that. Those will come later on. And so with big picture, all you should be doing is you should be reading, just, just read through the manuscript 
do a run through of the manuscript to look at it and look for those things. So, and the reason why I'm saying you're not going to be fixing little punctuation errors and things like that is because for all you know, you might actually take out that section of the story. Like if it doesn't work for you when, you, when you're reading the big picture and you realize, okay, wait, this, I didn't follow up with this subplot. Let me just remove this subplot. It's not necessary. And then you've gone, you've already, you know, if you've gone through and made those tiny changes, then you realize, okay, well, I wasted all that time making tiny changes to something I didn't even keep. Uh. So that's why when you're doing the big picture, you're just checking for consistency of character or cons consistency of voice, character development, world growth, world development, um, and, you know, storyline continuity and storyline development as well. So, and also because if you stop to make those little corrections as you're going, you kind of get lost in them a little bit. Exactly. You usually get down in this hole, like you're, you're, you're in the tree level, not the forest level. As, exactly. As, as, as and, as and what happens is you pull yourself out of that story and you really need to be reading this story all the way through. It just, just, I mean, at one, it would be best if you could do it in one sitting, if you could sit and just read it all the way through in one sitting, maybe, maybe two sittings if you're short on time, but don't do, don't take several weeks to read, to do a quick read through because that's all you're doing is reading it through real quick just to check for these things. So what some people like to do is they will actually minimize the font, they'll, they'll make the, they'll shrink the text as much as possible and try and squeeze it on maybe 20 pages. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it's How crazy. do you read that like that? You have to enhance it a lot, but the point is, like, you take it down to a font size, maybe six. Okay. And you single space it. And uh -huh. so you try and just make it one, as it is, one, one long story. Uh -huh. And you take out, like, the little chapter breaks and paragraph breaks. And so you try, and that helps you kind of read straight through okay. a lot easier than having to change to the next chapter. Because when you see that chapter break, Instantly in your mind, you disconnect it from the previous chapter. I had a funny idea of just converting it into the Star Wars crawl, like at the yes, beginning of the movie. Yes, yes. If your entire yes. story was the that Star would be Wars awesome. crawl. And also maybe you have the theme music going in the background. Yes. And you'll be like, this is epic. Everyone will want this. <laughs> yes. But no, seriously though, every time you have a chapter break, the problem with chapter breaks is that you go your mind instantly kind of disconnects for a second because it's going, mm -hmm. okay, we're transitioning to something new. And a lot of times that's not the case. You're not transitioning. You're just simply trying, you know, you're trying to, at the end of a chapter, you want to build that suspense. So you cut off in the middle of a scene and then you uh -huh. pick up on that scene a second later, but because you've thrown in that chapter break, yeah, you kind of like, you, you are kind of thrown. So that's another reason that you leave out the chapter breaks and the paragraph breaks when you're just doing a quick read through because you want to make sure and I know people will argue and say, well, then what about scenes where you are breaking in time or breaking in, in place? That's, that's the point mm. of the chapter breaks. In but the, point, the, the thing is, even if you're having those breaks, it should still be consistent with the rest of the story. It should feel like a natural flow. Like the next thing they would be doing is going into the forest. Yeah, and I think, what, sorry to interrupt, but no. to kind of reinforce what you were just saying. Sure, sure. Uh, it's, it's almost like the... You want to focus on the major beats. So, like the, if you're talking about paragraph bake breaks and that sort of thing being intentional in your story, mm -hmm. that's part of the like the reader's experience. Right. But this is like meta. Like it's outside of the reader experience. Almost <laughs> yes. Like yeah, exactly. You're, you're, you got to like plow through this thing. You got to look at those 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 major plot points. So, kind of thinking about it the way a, a reader would, like that, ha that is not writing the, the, the story themselves, not the writer. Exactly. It's, it, this is like, that's like kind of outside the experience. You want to zoom out. You want to be able to skip those chapter breaks real fast. Right. And the thing is, if you're doing a chapter break or a paragraph break well, 
it should be logical what's going to come next. So, yeah. for, what, for instance, um, like say you're having a your characters are going from school to an after school thing. They in the chapter before they go to the after school thing, or in the paragraph before they go to the after school thing, they should be referencing the after school thing. Uh-huh. And so it's important to have those segues and those transitions that make sense. So that's why you take out those paragraph breaks, you take out those chapter breaks, because they should be able to just read and go, okay, here they are now. They yeah. went to this. It place. shouldn't be like really like this huge like abrupt. Right. It shouldn't change. be jarring. Exactly. And so. Again, that's I know I keep harping on this, but that's the reason you're just doing a quick read through. You're going to shrink the font down if you'd like, get it down to single space, get rid of the chapter and paragraph breaks, and just read straight through. Cool. And so when you're looking, I, I said before, you're looking for consistency in voice. And most people have their own unique voices, and so it should naturally carry through for you. My bigger concern is for people who are trying to. F- which you should never do, but people who are trying to force a voice that's not common to them or that's not familiar to them. Mm-hmm. So if they're trying to, for instance, if a, if a woman is trying to write in a male's voice and so she's really having to work, and, and it, I'm, not, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm not saying you shouldn't try and write in a voice that's, that you don't identify with, but if you're trying to write in something that's not as familiar, like if you're, trying, if you're an adult trying to write as a child or a male trying to write as female, or female trying to write as male, you may have to put a little bit of extra effort into maintaining that voice, right? Yeah. So, for instance, um, men and women notice different things in an environment, right? Mm-hmm. So if a, if a guy, um, and I'm, I'm talking in this case, a heterosexual male, looks at a woman, he'll look at the woman and go, oh, she's got nice boobs, nice butt, whatever. <laughs> Whereas another woman will look at another woman and go, oh, I love her shoes, that's what they'll notice, uh-huh. shoes or something like that. So, again, that's when we're talking about consistency in voice. If you're trying to be outside of, if you're trying to be something that's outside of what you're used to, you need to be going through that as you're reading and and noticing spots where the voice isn't exactly sticking with you know what you're trying to convey. Mm-hmm. So that's what we mean when we talk about consistency in voice. And um, when we're talking about character growth, and we we did an earlier podcast in season one. Mm-hmm. all about character growth. And yeah. so you're welcome to go back and listen to that. But um, what we want to make sure is that your character grows from the beginning of the story to the end of the story. So you want to see this growth pattern, like this growth like arc. arc. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Because we, we, and we talked about this in the past too as well, external arcs and internal arcs. And your character growth is an internal arc of where your character starts, you know, perhaps they're, you know, very simple and uneducated and very mean. And by the end of the story, they're... A brilliant. <laughs> That's a hell of an arc. <laughs> They're, They're complex, brilliant, yes, and, neurosurgeon and have three with PhDs. a heart of gold. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you want to have the, the the character growth. So just check for that as you're reading through your story, and you also need to be seeing points throughout the story where you can see, okay, that's where the character growth is happening. Okay. So, and then when we're talking about the development of the world, world development is more important if you're doing it outside of a contemporary setting. So, for example, if you're trying to do a different time period, mm-hmm. or if you're doing fantasy, or if you're doing science fiction, stuff that's not familiar, like, for example, if you were just to set it in Austin, Texas in the year 2016, okay, you would just write it, you know, just like a regular day, uh-huh. right? Because most people right now are familiar with Austin, Texas in the year 2016, or if they're from Austin, Texas, you know, or you may have to do a little bit explanation of what Austin is. But if you're trying to write in a fantasy world or if you're trying to write about something in the 1920s, you'll have to do a little bit of world development to familiarize people with, hey, they didn't have these luxuries at the time. This is what they would wear. They wouldn't be wearing jeans. Yeah. And so um, I listened to Neil Schusterman speak 
at the LASCBWI National Conference this year, and he talked a lot about world development, and he mentioned the hot tub method. Hot tub method. Of, of world development, which is basically you don't jump right into a hot tub. Oh, okay. Right? You gradually get in. Like, you you put your feet in first, and then you put your legs in. And so just that's the same with world development. You don't just throw people into a world and say, here's everything you need to know about the world. Okay, now we'll talk about the story. And if you're listening to this and you do jump into a hot tub, like cannonball style, there's yeah. no judgment. Yeah. That's okay. It's just not the way you want to go about doing this Right. Not, not in this case. Not in this case. And, and please don't dive ever into a <laughs> yeah, hot tub. Yeah, don't dive head first. Please. That's we, not cool. We do not condone that. Yeah. It's not safe. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, his hot tub method is when you're... Um, exposing that sounds so horrible when you're exposing people to your world it's all good yeah when you're when you're introducing people to your world you don't do it all at once you slowly introduce them into the world by maybe the character happens to be riding through a certain village and you describe things in that village and maybe they go and pay for some sort of good and you describe what the payment process is you know do they barter do they have some sort of currency do they pay with you know in some some books or movies, you know, they, they, maybe they pay with time out of their life, right? Like you lose a day to go on a vacation or something. You have to literally mm-hmm. give up a day of your life, something like that. So you have, that's, that's what you're establishing. So the world development is very important for that. And for situations where you're again, writing from a different timeline. Um, we also want to talk about advancement of the storyline. You need to be checking for that. Are you still by the end of the story and throughout the story, are you trying to solve the main character's main dilemma? I realize that the solution to the main character's dilemma or how you approach it might be different by the end of the story, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because remember we talked about um, last season that your character's first solution to a problem will not solve the problem. Right. Right. Otherwise the story ends in like two seconds. Exactly, because they're going off of their current knowledge, which they haven't grown as a character yet. Right. And so by the time they grow as a character, then solution, you know, plan B, C, D, or E will be the solution to their problem. But my point is throughout that entire manuscript, you need to be making sure that they're still trying to solve whatever that original problem was. And you also need to make sure that you're keeping up your subplots because so many people, and I, and I've done this, I'm guilty of it, guilty here. Some people start a story with certain subplots, like, you know, for the secondary characters or even for the main character. And they kind of, fade away partway through the story and you uh, and you never find out what happened you know with so and so's missing turtle or what have you <laughs> and so when you're reading through this those are the when you're doing big picture those are some of the things you're looking for it's like okay i made up these subplots did i see them all the way through to the end and if i didn't do i need to or can i cut them is it safe to just cut them are they not necessary got it yeah cool so that is a big picture um Next time, I would like to talk about uh, chapter revisions. Okay, so zooming into a particular chapter after right. the big. So we're going to be going after this. We're going to be going chapter by chapter, and then what we should be looking for in each chapter. Cool. So, All right. Stay okay. tuned for further episodes in season two. So thanks as always, Joe. So where can people find more of your stuff? Well, they can check out my website, which is www.joewoodmore.com, and I have some writing tips on there, and we also have a link to previous podcasts, and as well as my books. You can see them there, and you can link to buy them if you would like to buy them. And where can people uh, write into us with questions or comments? Questions, comments, things we may have missed, please send those to yyawpod, yyawpod at gmail.com. All right, catch everybody next time. See ya. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.